And here we go, here we go! Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Welcome to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. Your home for the most real Raiders takes, predictive stats, and advanced analytics. We bleed silver and black. Here are your hosts, Raider Heart and Raspy Raider. How's it going, Raider Nation? Welcome to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. This is your host, Raider Hart, and in this episode, changes. Raiders are making a lot of roster moves here in the offseason. Raspy and I are going to cover that in detail, the good, the bad, and the ugly so far. And speaking of the bad, just how bad is the Raiders' culture currently? You know, it's something that's kind of disturbing me at the, at the moment. We're going to touch on that briefly. And we're also going to leave you with a little bit of a surprise here at the end, a bonus. We're going to give you our five Raider free agency don'ts. In other words, the five moves that Raspy and I both feel like the Raiders should not make in free agency. So the moves that they should stay away from. But before we get into any of that, we always like to set it off by reminding you guys that you can find us all over social media. You can find us on Twitter at silver, silver underscore hack. You can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and as far as the, the major platforms out there for podcasts, you know, you can find us on the big ones, including the big two. I like to call them Spotify and Apple pods. You can find our show on both of those and others. And guys, as always look us up, like, share and subscribe and we appreciate each and every one of you guys you know the engagement has been a beautiful thing to behold thus far and we just want to keep it going and keep this gravy train going into the next regular season so gotta bring in my co-host here uh, as always um kind of want to pick his brain on where the raiders are here sort of a state of the union for the raiders offseason before we get into free agency and with some of these moves we want to talk to Raspy Raider, as always. You know, he's got a unique perspective. Raspy, how how goes it, my man? I don't know, man. I don't even know at this point, to tell you the truth, man. It's it's getting crazy. Like you said, man, a lot of a lot of changes, no doubt. And uh you touched on it clearly. There's uh there's a culture issue, man. There's some uh some relatability that I don't feel like is happening, man. And it scares me to death. Is it just culture or is it something else? Well, we'll get into that a little bit later. There's definitely a culture problem, but there may also be something else. Another part of that, another side to that coin. And uh, it's when you start adding up all the pieces, man, it, it goes from bad to much, much worse. But um, b- but before we get into that, Raspy, I just kind of wanted to touch on the uh, the hot button topic of the of the of the moment with the Raiders. You know, I know you've seen the news and everybody out there as well in Raider Nation. The Raiders finally made a a, a commitment to which side of the fence they are with with Trent Brown. You know, the Raiders went ahead and made the move, trading him back to the Patriots, where he came from. Um, first off, Raspy. 
I want to get your perspective and your see where your head is at. Just in the you know in in, in regard to the Raider to the move in, in in general, like you know, just how do you feel about the move in general? The Raiders trading Trent Brown away now that it's he's officially off their roster. And then if you could follow that up just with, you know, briefly with the second half of this is I just want to know, did you feel like the Raiders got fleeced or did, what did you think of the value of the deal um, in terms of the trade, man? Well, first, first and foremost, man, I just, I just kind of brushed over it, but what's up nation. It's been a while. I'm glad to be back, man. Uh, again, like Hart alluded to, we appreciate all the support. But on this Trent Brown thing, man, I mean, I guess I'm at the point right now, man, if you got guys here that don't want to be here, I don't know what the problem is. And if it is a cultural thing, well, then you're probably going to have a lot of it. But either way, if you got guys that are willing to pretty much come out and voice it and show it in a lot of different ways, because actions do speak louder than words, he didn't want to be here. So... But then you got to look at it like this, too. I mean, you got, I think Gruden himself calling him the LeBron James of right tackles. And you, you let him go for next to nothing. So I do think, in a sense, we got fleeced, man. <laughs> I mean, we gave him – so we switched seven for five in next year's draft. Right. I mean – You move what, up from seven to the What fifth. does that do? To, what does that do for us, really, man? And, and I'm sorry, guys. Late-round picks haven't been uh, – just exactly sticking it out for lack of better terms. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. I, I feel like it, it, it almost couldn't have went worse there in the end. It started out decent. I thought it was going to be a happy marriage, man, but it almost couldn't have gotten worse in the last year, you know? And now it was like, it was like as soon as he knew he was going to be moving on, all of a sudden he was working his tail off, you know, and making sure everybody knew it. So I think he knew a while ago. It was, like I said, actions speak louder than words, man. I read between the lines. I know Hart does too. And I'm sure you guys do out there, Nation. You see what he's posting and what he's throwing out there. So, and what he has been. So ultimately, yeah pretty bummed out at how we rolled that out but i try to look at the bright side he didn't want to be here and we're that's 14 million you know we have back towards the cap to try to go get somebody else so kind of take the good with the bad man yeah i don't know what else to do i mean at this point in my my raider nation life man i'm at a loss folks i ain't gonna lie man this has been a stressful tenure this second go around with gruden and i'm I'm struggling with it, man, but I'm going to try to be optimistic as much as I can. It's hard to be, though. It's hard to I be optimistic. Oh, yeah, that's you my know, point exactly. You know, the, the whole Trent Brown thing, it, it's just – what's the plan, man? What's the plan? Because, you know, here we are again. Trent Brown was the centerpiece of the big free agency, the big rebuilding free agency two years ago, right? And he played in half. We made him the highest paid right tackle, I believe, in the history of the, of the league. Yep. And he's only play, he only played in half the games. And I get it. You know, part of that was the Raiders had that mishap that almost killed him and everything. But I don't think that, that fully captures the spirit of what happened here. You know, it wasn't like Trent Brown was living and dying and bleeding silver and black. And then, and then that happened either. You know what I'm saying? He missed a lot of games. It was already a problem 
him missing games before that even happened. So I don't. Well, the bottom in, line is, yeah. The bottom line is he did not want to be here, and he confirmed that he did not want to. His actions, like you said, spoke louder than the words. He didn't really need to say what he said on the way out to confirm it. His actions clearly stated he did not want to be a member of the Raiders organization. Okay, he. It just was when you see. I saw somebody post online. I don't know. Whoever it is out there in Raiders Twitter, man, I'm not trying to, to steal your thunder there. I just don't remember which account I saw it from or else I would give you credit here. But somebody out there posted a picture side by side of Trent Brown, his last year with the Patriots and then with the Raiders. And he's always been a big guy, but, man, he put on. Well, that's where I was going to jump in on you, and I almost I almost cut you off because, I mean, Last, coming into last year, he came in heavy. That was one of the big problems, and I think that led to some of the issues and the ailing things that kept him off the field. So, I mean, man, if you're – do we get it? You're going to be – you're the big uglies, man. You're going to be big boys. We're not expecting you to be svelte, dude. But you can't come in 30, 40 pounds overweight when you're already 6'8", or 6 – yeah, 6'8", 380, whatever it was. Reports were saying he was over 400 pounds. That's so, why he missed a lot of camp. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, man, what? Where was he at? You know what I mean? This, I, I really do. I truly feel that this was over long, longer than we thought. It wasn't just you know midway through the season because all the issues or whatever. I, I believe that there's something there that had him questioning. We talked about it on the show, questioning his his love for the game and where that where that lot you know was was at and where that was he putting towards a, the effort towards moving forward and getting better and getting healthier it seemed really slow the progression and it seemed like he didn't really care and some of his tweets and posts were just real just like he lackadaisical you know nonchalant like he just couldn't really care less and it was it was disturbing that man, and we see it now. So here we are. Every every little nick or bump or bruise, he he was sitting out, and it wasn't just the the mishap with the IV. It was everything under the sun. Yeah. He did not want to be a Raider. I don't even know why he even signed with the Raiders because it's pretty clear the minute he got here, he was never he was never comfortable well, with that uniform on, and you know, it's just it really it really says a lot that. It, he his contract was was going to be reduced down to 14 million bucks and you trade him for a fifth round pick and you but you have to give up a seventh round pick and with the the way that the raiders draft we got nothing for him because we had what's the last mid-round pick guys i'll just put it out there for anyone in raider nation you can hit us up on social media or whatnot and what's the last mid-round pick i'm talking round three on that's really made a, a, a real impact on this team. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna interject I'm gonna interject a little bit and I'm gonna say Crosby and Renfro. Because I Those feel guys like guys aren't difference makers, man. I feel like they're guys that could possibly be though, and guys that I don't feel like we've nurtured well in any kind of way, shape, or form. Max, we can't seem to put anybody else around him that does anything. So <laughs> He's only know. an he's he's slightly above average, man. But he's slightly I, just, above I still average. like I still like a kid who has got 17, 18 sacks in his first two seasons, and I feel like there's something to build on there. And I know towards the end of the season, 
it fell off. And, and, I, and I'm with you on that part. I know that's where you're at with him, but and I still, but I still think Renfro is one though. of those. But other than those two, though, in your defense, I'm gonna say, not, not much, man. There hasn't been much there. These mid round and late rounds haven't paid off. So, but here, but here's the thing, though. Okay, say that you're running a team, and you have the best, the best right tackle in the game, right, in his twenties. Are you trading him for Max Crosby and Hunter Renfro? No, but the difference with me, though, is I'd have never been in this position because I would have signed Khalil Mack, and I wouldn't have worried about Trent Brown. Well, we're, we'll get to that in but a minute, but I'm just I'm, talking but about – that's where I'm at. But, but this I'm just deal, saying, but no, I see what you're saying for sure. The, the value is no. just not there. It's just not and there, man. And say, now we have another hole. Now we have another hole on the right yeah. side. We're going to have to spend some of that money to get another right tackle. They're not cheap. A starting right tackle's – Obviously, you're not going to be – you're not going to get one for pennies in the – you can get one for league minimum. Well, and you're I not going to get guys, one for the veteran minimum. I could see guys saying, oh, Denzel Good can come play that. And I don't disagree with that necessarily. But then you're void at guard. I do. I do. I don't think Denzel Good – he's a good backup he utility guy. Pretty, he played pretty well at right the tackle game when was he was trash. was trash with him in there, I, man. I don't I know. Don't I don't think that was all his fault. I think we got rid of some of that with Gabe. And also, man – He I didn't just, solve it either. I'm not saying that he did. I'm just saying we also talk about this too hard about not going and spending – everything you have on the big uglies on the front line on offense, because what has that got us? So we have to I'm try, not to, saying we have to, break to, try to draft well. And that's where I'm at, man. Like, I feel like there's some, a couple young studs to be had in the second round. Now, folks, I'm going to reiterate defense, that. Man. The second round, I'm saying, if these guys are in there in the second round, these are guys that I would take a flyer on. But the first round, if we go offensive tackle, I'm going to lose my mind. We need defense, and we need it now. So you I'll better lose my go mind if we go second round. We well, need defense not if, in the not first if two we, rounds, not man. If we, no, not if we grab a couple guys that actually can be that forever guy and you can get them on that rookie contract, man. I love that, that Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan. The kid's a stud. He's got some juice. There's a couple other guys, Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama. So you think we're just a first-round pick away from having our defense fixed? Because I, I don't. I think we need I both our first-round first two picks on D. No, I don't. But I do not want to go and draft one first round. And that's one of my biggest fears right now with all this transition on the O-line is that we're going to focus too much on the O-line and we're going to take the number 17. Overall pick will be an offensive tackle, and it scares me to death. Oh, it scares me to death too. That's what I'm saying. So Not only will I, I get lose it, it you want to go defense, 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 defense. Yes, I too. But I'm just saying, yes. if if it does happen, and you're gonna go O line, Gruden, Mayock, you don't do it in the first round, man. Please you don't do, do not. it in the second round either. You if don't. You're gonna, it better be because somebody, one of these few guys, falls in your lap. But other than that, I agree. I I don't want it to happen. I just I have a. I kind of have a vision of how they're going to roll this out, man. We're used to this. This is what it is. But this is the this is where I'm at. The Raiders need to prioritize defense above everything else for once in their career, once I in agree. the franchise. And that means if there's an offensive lineman that falls to me, but there's defensive playmakers still there, they got to go defense. They've got to go. This is why it bothers me because we didn't get the value. Now we're going to have to go into the free agent market and sign another because I just do not want them to go sign another young tackle that 
you really, I mean, do people really want them to draft the next Menelik Watson in round two and here we go again, or Brandon Parker? It's just, it, it, this is bad, guys. It, it's Now, Trent Brown needed to go, but it just, it, this to me more is, it's not that I'm arguing that, that they should have kept Trent Brown. It's just the whole thing has been such a debacle from the very beginning. This, this was the plan. Like, I go back to my question again, Raspy. What is the plan? What is the vision? When Gruden came back after nine years, right, in the booth, isn't it hard to believe that it was – I thought I always thought it, would, it had to be more than just the money, right? The $10 million, the 10 years. It wasn't just, okay, the 10, the 10 million bucks a year, uh, we get that. that. That's about the money. But the 10 years, I always thought that, okay, the 10 years meant that this man had a plan, okay? It's, okay, I'll come – you can lure me out of the booth, and the money's got to be there, and – but it's not just about the money. I need time to implement my vision, okay? This is the vision that I have to rebuild the silver and black into what it used to be when it was really something, okay? He doesn't seem to have a plan, man. He, you sign. You tell us you can't re-sign Cleo Mack because we have to bring in Raspy Raider and all these other guys because Raspy Raider and all these other guys are going to really make the difference. They're going to get us to the next level and we couldn't get there if we had to pay Cleo Mack. We wouldn't have the money to pay Raspy Raider and all these other guys. Then literally two years later, well, we had to cut Raspy Raider and all these other guys because they really, the production just wasn't there and they just really weren't getting it done. What is the plan, Raspy? Man, what is the plan? It's hard to see. I mean, I don't know because then, and then you deplete our roster of guys that and are, the cap space, you know, Pro Bowl level, right? You know, Pro Bowl level, and then and then you and then you continue to double down or maybe triple down on a mistake, and you're chasing ghosts at this point because they're gone. Which is exactly and what we're doing now. Filled, you know, we're, we're haven't filled any of the voids, and here we are still with the same issues year after year. Don't you feel like we have more holes than we even did when before Gruden started this quote unquote rebuild? I do in a lot of ways, especially after what's transpired in the last couple of weeks too, because you've had some top tier guys that we paid a lot of money to just go away. You know, a number two, you know, a big time receiver, a number two guy gone, you know, your nickel corner, I guess, who we pretty much ruined because he's a safety, but gone. Your right tackle, highest paid guy, in the gone. I mean, what are we doing, man? You know that that's something I wanted to get into right now. It's just to name a few. Well, it, it. You know, I was reading some of the quotes, man. And did you did you see this article, Raspy? Um, I forget. I, I forget. Was it the Athletic? I'm not sure which which publication it was, but going back to 2019, man, and. Oh, the all our free agents and stuff. Gruden's yeah. Gruden's comments, man. Bad. Gruden's comments for after that 2019 free agency, he was asked about Cleo Mack again. You know, at right around that same that same time period, and he said something. This isn't a quote, but this is you know I'm paraphrasing here. This is the gist of it. He said something to the effect of, "Listen, guys, if we had ponied up the money to pay Cleo Mack." We, we wouldn't have been able to sign Trent Brown. We wouldn't have been able to sign LaMarcus Joyner. We wouldn't be able to sign Tyrell Williams. We wouldn't be able to sign dot, dot, dot. All those guys are gone now. 
I mean, Khalil Mack would still be here sacking guys 15 times a season and creating more pressure than we knew what to do. And Canton would already be making up his bus with the Raiders uniform. Imagine if you had Mack and Max. Mac Max, right? Not Mad Max, Mac Max. Yeah, yeah, that going on, man. I mean, just think, because you wouldn't have had to reach on Farrell because you had that guy already. Could have either traded back or done something different or went another another high-level guy, you know, on defense. You didn't A do Devin it. White. Here we are. Here we are. You know, and it's an absolute... I was screaming Devin White, man, and I know even Hart a little bit thought it was a little crazy that early. I just thought he was one of those guys, and, you know... He's one of those guys. I wanted Brian Burns, but we they, wouldn't have necessarily they needed They don't him. always hit. They don't always hit, but I don't it just it would have changed the whole dynamic of that draft because you wouldn't be going edge. You unless you just wanted to double dip and have unless the best you want to double duo, down on yeah, just which yeah, would, you couldn't exactly. go wrong with that either, right? I mean Bosa right. Ingram used to have you know Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, or even better, Von Miller and Demarcus Where? Ware. The Chiefs have always had two or three guys. We're the ones that don't know. Dude, look at the Ravens, man, and Gawkway and Judon, man. I mean, look at look at the Saints, man, Jordan and uh, Hendrickson. Look at the pass rushes yeah, that mean. other franchises are letting walk in free agency, man. Like, any of these guys right. would instantly be our number one. Like, not even a question. I'd take a flyer on Terry Hendrickson for sure. It's just, it's, it's, it's amazing to me. It really is. But, you know, you, you look at with some of these, you know, I couldn't help just to put a wrap on Trent Brown. I couldn't help but to really look at his comments that he said, and they weren't surprising. You know, he said something to the effect of it don't matter if you have money, if you're not happy or something to that effect. And we know what he's talking about. You know, the Raiders, as I said, made him the highest paid right tackle in the history of the game, but he wasn't happy with, with the Raiders. But it's not really about, it's not just about Trent Brown, right, Raspy? What, what, what do you make of some of these comments? It just seems like every Raider player that, that that's released, and even especially the the most important, seem like the most important players that we end up letting go, the Trent Brown caliber guys and and others, they don't have anything good to say about this organization, Raspy. And this is something that we've talked about, you know, throughout the year. I guess it's kind of been low key, sort of the theme of this season's um, show for our show, right? That there's something bubbling beneath the surface with this culture. Whether it's not, we we talked a lot about the accountability, which is still absolutely a hundred percent a problem, right? But I think that there's. Don't you think it goes even deeper than that? What, what, what's your feelings on Trent Brown's comments about being glad to be out of here and John Feliciano popping up and some of these guys that come out of the woodwork every time a Raider player gets let loose, man? Well, are you even saying that? Keyshawn Nixon was jumping in, man. On and the I roster. made a good point. This this kid's on the roster and may never play again if he gets released. So, I mean, man, that, that's telling you something, though. There's there's a systemic problem, man, and I, I believe a lot of it is, is the culture, you know, of losing, and it sucks, man. And it's like it's running rampant through this organization, man, and I believe a lot of it comes down to just – relatability man you have to change and adapt Gruden tries to coach these guys like it's 1999 
Sorry, Prince. It ain't working out, dude. Right. Like, you got to get it together, man. I mean, it's not 1999, bro. It's time to party like it's 2021. Let's get it together, man, and let's get things fixed. But it seems like it's this new sheriff in town is Gruden, and if he don't like what you're doing, then you're out of here. But if, if but if you can get on his good side, you can stay forever. I, I, I do not understand it. I do not get it, and it pisses me off. And with this Trent Brown thing, man, I've got some notes here just about him not wanting to be here, man. And I believe, man, if you're not a part of the solution, then you're part of the problem. But where's the solution? Where are we going? Like, where's the vision? Like Hart says, where is that at, man? What are we building towards, man? So we dump a surefire show shot stud of a Hall of Famer, man. First ballot. And Khalil... Guaranteed. Easy. Easy. And who was in his prime, man, are like just getting into it, dude, and starting to get real, real serious as being a pass rusher, the best run-stuffing pass rusher in the league, and he's still that. One of the best. The guy can do it all. And, and, and that's what we do, man. And then his comments are going to be, we couldn't have got Williams. We couldn't have got Jordan. We couldn't have got Brown. They're all gone, dude. Matt could still be here. All that money could have just been pushed over to Mac, dude. And really not all of it because their contracts added up to way more than what Mac wanted. Just Trent Brown alone Mac, was basically Mac. Mac wanted to be respected, man. Uh, they'd have offered this dude $24 million a year and just just front-loaded his guaranteed money. He would have been fine. Probably 22 if they had front-loaded his money. But they didn't, man. And believe me, it wasn't just the Bears. They weren't the, that wasn't the only other team that wanted to give him whatever he wanted. There was gobbles of teams that would have given him sacks of money. He would have made bags, dude. So, I mean, it's just – and then now we're chasing it. You know, here we are, man. And the closest thing we got to it was a fourth-round pick out of eastern Michigan or wherever the hell Mad Max came from. But, I mean, come on, man. I mean, this is what we're doing. And we've just watched guy after guy after guy in free agency or guys get released and not pick them up. And not, you're screaming for Dunlap, man, screaming for Ngakwe back, you know, back before the season started. I think in the first four games with Minnesota, Ngakwe had five sacks, six sacks. Or so. I mean, it's like, man, we, we, we give a guy like NASA $8 million a year, man, and – he was our, what, second sack leader on the team? And he was in healthy scratch for a number of weeks, too, if you remember. Yeah. I mean, it was it's just ridiculous, man. And we blamed a lot of it on Gunther. And, yeah, Gunther had some blame. But he ain't got all of it, man. I am so anxious to see what Mr. Gus Bradley brings and if he can get John to just back up, man, and shut up. We'll see, man. I don't know, but it's a real problem. Ultimately, man. ultimately, John Gruden runs this team, runs this organization, folks. And unless he's making the right decisions, we're in trouble. And he's not going to make them. He's not. He's not proven to make the right decisions for the last three years. So he's the problem, man. I don't, I, it's not just. I don't know where that leaves us. You know, it's not just the accountability problem. It's an awareness problem with the Raiders. That's what I was getting at earlier. That I thought it was now. And now I know. I thought it was. 80 90% accountability before 
and it's still a major, major problem. But I think that the awareness problem may even be worse. You know, you, you read these, you read further into that article, Raspy, and why does John Gruden, why doesn't he just learn to shut his mouth? If it, it, you, you would just think that after a while you would just learn to shut your mouth. When you read what he said about LaMarcus Joyner when we made that move initially, and he's talking about, and it just, you, if you want to know what's wrong with the Raiders right now, guys, it's really, I mean, there's a lot of in-depth things that, that you could get into. There's a lot of, I mean, there's just so much there, right, beneath the surface. But a simple way that you could find it is just read the quotes that he said about LaMarcus Joyner. You'll learn everything that you need to learn about what's wrong with this organization. Talking about how he could be the best slot in the league and he's the closest thing to Rondé Barber that he had ever seen and all this and that. You guys want to know why we never moved him to, to safety? I think John Gruden just had this vision in his mind that he's going to be Rondé Barber in the slot. And once he gets that in his mind, he can't get it out. Well, back to my point, man. He locks on guys, and you get on his good side, man, and it seems like you can do no wrong, and you'll be there forever. It really it really opens up your eyes, though, into what I – this is what I think is a major problem with the Raiders scouting right now. Not the scouts themselves, but Gruden. Not even – well, I'll ask you here in a minute what you think on this, but with Gruden, you know, we all know that – we have knew that he had personnel problems even before he came back, but now it's just a – it's a it's it's obvious. It's a gaping wound, right? That it's it's the elephant in the room that nobody can look away from. I think one of his biggest issues is, and he said it right there, he's the closest thing I've ever seen to Rondé Barber. He has the classic Raider problem of when you scout players, they don't just scout players, right? When you look at Trevor Lawrence, they can't just say, okay, he's got these traits that we really really love. These could be generational type traits here. Could be a little bit better in these one or two. They don't do that, it doesn't seem like. It seems like they, they just look at players and see who reminds me of guys that we won Super Bowls with in the 70s Jeez, or, or, or in 2002. It can't just be this guy's a good – I think this guy could be a good slot corner. It's This guy's going to be Rondé Barber. It's always – it's always – and Mark Davis said the same thing about Henry Ruggs. He didn't say, you know, we need another we, – we felt like we needed a receiver with speed to match up with Tyreek Hill or we needed another a deep threat for Derek Carr. He said that we needed Cliff Branch. We needed the next Cliff Branch. It bothers me, Raspy. It really does, man. I think it clouds our whole scouting process. What do you what's your insight into that? If you if you don't mind just taking a little detour with me off into the woods for just a, a brief second on that, man, because it bothers me. No, you're, and you're not wrong. And I, and I would love to be able to argue with you and debate that, but you're not. I mean, it's, it's again, chasing ghosts, man. It's it, these guys don't worry about, I mean, yeah, do I want a guy that has some Lyle Alzado traits and is just a nasty, mean bastard who just wants nothing more than to put a quarterback on his back? Max and do has some art? of those traits. But you, that's not that's not it anymore, man. The game has changed, man. I want guys that are relative today. I don't want to be chasing guys we used to have or looking back at yesteryear, man. That's just for the birds, dude. <laughs> Go get the best guys available that can help you where you're weak. And where we're weak is rushing the damn passer, stopping the run, and trying to protect and cover. And we're lousy at all of them. So I'm tell you right now, man. You double, triple, quad, quintuple down. Do whatever you gotta do, but go get 
defense. Now, like I said, do I feel like, well, I'm scared to death that we're going to jump on the first offensive lineman that's in the first round of 17. And, and, and I, I, it scares me. Right you're right to be scared about that. So, because what I think they should do is to go defense, 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 defense. But will they? No, because they don't do what me or Hart want them to do any year. And that's why I'm telling you, folks, continue to listen to us because I promise you, and I guarantee there's a huge chunk of nation out there that's going to agree that they could have drafted better in the last three, four years than this organization has. So we're with you. Hard to be worse. We feel your pain and we're trying. And believe me, if Raspy and Hart can get into the into those meetings, man, and start having some say in there, man. I promise you, we can change some things, and I guarantee you guys can come with us. But uh, that's just this is what it is, man. I don't understand how we get into a situation where there's the best available player at a position of need that we really truly need to address, and we will stretch and we will go somewhere else on the account of character. Sorry, man, this whole character draft. Didn't oh. work out, bro. Your character-based draft, sorry, man, it didn't pan out. Just go get the best guy available, man. There are so many options out there, and like Hart and I have spoken in the past, you probably got a good handful, four or five guys at each position that are the best available. Now, go get one of those guys, man. There's a reason people are talking about them, because film and numbers don't lie. So don't quit trying to take stretches like taking Jihad Ward over Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? It's like stuff like that. It just blows my mind. <laughs> I, I'm, I know I'm derailing, but yes, it's a joke. Man. It is an absolute joke. How much of this do you put on Mayock? I can't help but put some of it on him, man. This is going to be, what, his fourth year? Third year. Third. Third. So, I mean, man... <laughs> You came in here, I would have hoped that you would have had the talks to say, hey, man, I got to be able to have some say and can't get overthrown on picks. And I'm like, you know, it seems like Gruden is right there, right underneath Mark, and he's just the one calling the shots because unless something that Mr. Mayak has done for the last 20, 30 years, all of a sudden has just fell off, I don't know. There's some things that make me wonder is if he has the power that he should have. And if he doesn't, then why the hell is he there? Why would he do this to himself? It makes no sense, man. And no, you go back to this character draft that, 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 uh, that you brought up and that's it, it. You're just so right about that. And, you know, shout out to, you know, another Raider, uh, podcast that I like to listen to rare candy. You know, they had an episode on the other day where, uh, he had uh, Matt Fallon on from Raider Ramble. You, you guys know him on Raider Twitter. Big, you know, big smack talker, whatnot. A lot of you love him. A lot of you hate him on there. But he brought up a good point. He brought up a very good point that I haven't heard brought up a lot. And credit to the guy on this one. But, you know, you talk about character guys. And, you know, you know the thing about character guys is – if you look around the NFL, if you look around the teams that are actually winning, who are the character guys? 
aren't they? Isn't it kind of weird how they always end up being the guys that are actually great players? It's not you don't draft you you draft great players and then the team listens to them is what their point was. And I I never thought of it that way, but that's hundred percent true, man. They didn't well, draft when they, when when Belichick drafted Brady in the sixth round. He didn't say, "Well, you know, we need a, a leader, we we need a character guy." You know, and, you know what I'm saying? Like it, well, it just doesn't. Our, we he just draft, had this, he's a great football player. That's why everybody listens to him, whether it's New England or now right. Tampa Bay. It's because he's great. It's not because Belichick said, "Okay, there's a character guy from Michigan that will will groom him behind Drew Bledsoe." That's not how it works. Cleo Mack was a character guy. Absolutely. Didn't have to say a lot. No. Well, and Hart and I, we were just talking about this the other day, just on a you know phone call we had. Man, I'm going to tell you right now that probably 80-plus percent of kids coming out of college trying to make it to the NFL are character guys. You don't make it to the pros without being a, a dude of sound mind and body. You know what I mean? Obviously, you have to have athletic ability, but there's a lot of things you have to do in order to make it to this league. You have to be a very smart person intellectually and just in your day-to-day life, you have to have some street smarts to know what you need to do. Most of the guys that are going to the NFL are character guys. You draft the best guy who went and put in the hardest work and showed the most production. It's simple. You don't sit there and say, wow, you know, well, this guy, you know, he had 15 sacks, but I just don't know, like, where his character is at. Well, this guy, I know him on a personal level. I met him at the Senior Bowl. I think he's amazing, but he had six sacks. I'll oh, just go with that. Come on, man. Give me a break, dude. You have contractual obligations when you sign these guys. They have to act a certain way where there's problems with their money. And I promise you, you mess with guys' money. They will stay in line. But for the most part, the heavy, heavy, heavy percentage are already going to stay in line and fall in line, man. These guys have bred this. This is what they've done their whole lives to work to this moment. And you're going to start splitting hairs over you've met a guy over another guy or you've heard this or heard that, man. These guys have all made it to this point for a reason. And that's and I- where you take the guys – that produce because the guys that produce are in the in the limelight already and they're used to it and this is what they do and they know what they got to do and hey man things happen we're all people but you draft production man not some future vision you have i, don't, I just don't get it well and, and the thing is about character guys is you know you got to think about how, you know, obviously there's a limit to it. You don't want, you know, child molesters or rapists or women beaters or anything like that, but those guys get weeded out. But here's the thing about character. Well, they're not, but here's the thing about character guys, right? You got to think about how grown NFL men think, right? Because the way it seems like the way that the Raiders think about character guys, it's just, it doesn't, it's like almost like a fantasy type thinking, right? Like or it's, high school, like exactly, and you, and I think that exactly like that, exactly like that, and I think that that comes from Gruden because just think about it, okay? If you're an NFL, if you're a 27 year old NFL starting caliber player, Pro Bowl, or just even a regular starter, right? Elite millionaire athlete, everything else. Who are you going to look up to and follow in the locker room? Is it are you going to look up to Peyton Manning because he's of what he's done and and how elite he is? Are you going to look up to the guy that's that's not very good but he's 
really got his life together off the field. <laughs> I really like how he's, he goes about his work ethic off the field. He, I like that. I really like his way he goes to church. I really like how he raises his children. So I'm going to really bust my butt. Are you going to go for the guy? You're going to listen to Ray Lewis who's, who says, you know, I'm the, I'm a hall of famer. This I'm telling you what to do. This is what, yeah. this is what to do. That's what NFL, they respect. That's so right with they, that point that was made. They respect guys who can make plays, man. Production is key, bro. In any job phase, facet, anything you do, it's about production, man. You don't produce, you get fired, period. So well, the guys that produce the most are the guys that gonna that are going to get the most, and those are the guys that are going to be able to lead teams. And like I said, man, I mean, it's like, just look at the look at all these greats, man. These guys were greats because they were just great. It wasn't because they're great because they were just character guys. No, they were great because they were good on the football field, man. That's what it is. I mean, I don't, I don't understand me getting caught up and trying to like build like some character based program. You're not building a high school team or even a college team. And these are pros. Like you said, these are big, strong, physical men with huge bank accounts, man that are all wanting to go and do a angel in the confetti at the end of the year. That's what they want, man. So the guys that win those games and the guys that take them to those games and command that kind of respect because they produce are the guys they're going to follow. So go get freaking all-stars on your team, man, and go build around a team and push towards that. And I promise you all this culture will get better. But if you continue to just sit here and try to bolster your own ego and say, this is what I'm doing because this is what I'm doing. Well, what do you, this is what you can get, man. Middle of the road. And here's the other problem with that too. There's a couple just real quick before we move on. But the, the other problem with that is in the process. Okay. You're evaluating college kids before they before they've gotten the money everybody knows that money changes people, man. Like you could take a kid that, that has all these traits that you love, be the, you know, the, the quote unquote, this is the type of man that I'd want my, my daughter to marry or that kind of stuff. But then you, you take that 21 year old and then you give him tens of millions of dollars and scores of women in every city that, that were willing to do whatever, whenever you just never know, man, you're, you're, you're projecting what their character is going to be after all those changes. You just don't know, man. You just don't know. You don't. You don't have a, a clue what these guys are going to do as kids when, once they get paid as far as character goes. And you, the other thing, just real quick, the last point I was going to make, you know what team is known for not having a lot of character guys? Who's that? The Chiefs. It's worked oh. out pretty well for them, man. I mean, they you wouldn't look at Tyreek Hill and some of the guys that th- Tyron Matthew and some of those guys that say that they're character guys. So Frank Clark, it's worked out pretty well for them. So I'm not saying that I want a wife beater or a child beater on my team at all. I'm just saying they clearly just take the best play. They had cream hunt too, and, and had to get rid of him. So I don't know. And it's worked out. They, they have the NFL hasn't kept them out of the Super Bowl. They haven't been penalized and had their playoff chances take it away because they don't draft character players so maybe they had it's to change a business that. man this yeah. is a business man and the more we treat it like one the better off we'll be exactly right man last uh personnel question i just wanted to uh, this is one i know 
you got emotional about, and I did as well. Just real quick, because there's a lot of rumor that this guy's going to be coming back, so it may not. This may all be for nothing. That's why I left it to the end, real quick. But what's your thought of Big Richie Incognito being cut? I'm pissed, man. Me too. Flat out, bro. This dude has shown to be the road grader that he was in the past, and has done nothing but been a character guy outside of the field and just a producing beast on the field. You know what, man? Sounds like this Achilles injury wasn't as bad as they thought. Man, I thought it was over. If this guy can still play, dude, he brings an edge, you know, to this offense, man, and just that swag of being that just that dog, man, that beast that we need that I hope and pray, man, that if he's ready to go, I hope they can restructure something and get it. And maybe we got a little leg up because we gave him an opportunity when it seemed like nobody else would. But, man, I want him back on the offensive line because we have depleted this offensive line, man. And unless you have some serious, serious plans on these guys upgrading their play, losing Richie's going to be a big deal. Well, and again, this may all be for not because the rumors are that he's – a lot of people think he is going to come back on a, on a lesser deal, but – if not, okay. if not, my question to the Raiders and especially to Mr. Gruden would be, I thought you wanted to run the football next year. Like, I thought that that's – did you not see what – like, that's the main reason why we could not run the football last year, in my opinion, is because we didn't have – As soon as he went out. Now, sure. And then Trent Brown was out, you know. But the running game, I felt like, was better. Some of the numbers don't necessarily back it up, but I still think the running game was better when Brown was in. And it was, without question, better when Incognito was in. So for a guy that wants to run the football and a big part of the reason why the offense slowed down is because we couldn't run the football at all last year, especially down the stretch. That worries me a little bit, but I'm going to hold back ranting on that too much because, you know, this, it all could be for nothing when he comes back for a lesser contract tomorrow or whatever, if that happens. But if it doesn't guys Raider nation, look out. Cause you're going to hear from Raspi and I again on that. Cause well, and again, too, look out because he'll be playing for another team. And you know what? The Chiefs just have depleted their line, and I could see something like that happen and see how they can they could totally look at Richie and be like, yeah, he whooped our ass last year. Um, maybe we'll go get him and we'll move some pieces around on the line. I know they moved their tackles. How much money does Denver have? I just say, you know, Denver's got some dough. So I know the Chiefs are kind of in salary cap hell, but – they just dumped some serious load too. So I'm just saying, man, like don't don't piss a guy off, man, that has done nothing but produce when he was here. And if he's willing to sign on, like you said, maybe it's a moot point and we're just moving on and he's signing for lesser money and that would be fantastic. But if not, he will play somewhere else, I promise you. Because all he needs to do is show up and show them what he's capable of. And if he can move like he says he – or like he thinks he can, then he'll play somewhere because the guy is a beast. Yeah, that's stay tuned on that one, guys. You know, it, he could resign. I just wonder – he's been released for a few days now, and, and you know, maybe they're still negotiating. Maybe they're going to take it right up to the wire, um, going to free agency, you know, right down to the, the 11th hour there. I don't know, but I'm going to hold off on – going off too much on that until we know one way or the other whether incognito is coming back i never thought i'd be saying this guys but i'm i consider myself right at the front of the line right in the in the 
you know, the captain's seat of the bring incognito back train. And I, I never thought, you know, based on what I've felt about him a couple of years ago, I'd never thought I'd be saying that. But here we are. Strange world we live in. Indeed. Want to talk a little free agency before we get out of here, brother? Let's do it. What I wanted to do, man, I just kind of wanted to do something different. I wanted to talk about everybody talks about who, you know, such and so team in any sport when free agency hits or is about to hit all the articles, all the social media posts, all the TV shows are talking about who the San Francisco 49ers, the, you know, Dallas Mavericks, who, the, whoever, you know, whatever team should sign these, the players that they should sign in the offseason. We wanted to flip it on the script and talk about, especially because the Raiders have really struggled in free agency, Trent Brown, et cetera. You know, we wanted to get into the some guys that the Raiders should avoid. Avoid. Let's avoid the mistakes of the past, and and and, and turn a new page here with the Raiders and and go in another direction. So, Raspy, you want to give me five guys that you feel like the Raiders should avoid to to kind of avoid some of the mistakes of the past that we used to make. Yeah, and I want to put this out as a precursor, man. That I'm talking about. Top tier guys, you know, top money guys right. that I think we should right. avoid. Because there's one of those things where it's like, well, I, you know, there's yeah, get them on a lesser deal. Yeah, I'm with that. But I'm talking about big name marquee guys for big money that we should first avoid. weekend of free agency top money. Yeah, exactly. The first wave. I want to clarify that just to just so people know where my head's at, you know. And I'm gonna go with my number one guy that I think we should avoid is Jadavion Clowney. Man, I was high on this guy in the previous I'm sorry, you know, I didn't hear couple that. Years. Who was it? Jadavion okay, Clowney. Clowney. I was I was big on this guy, you know, in the last couple of years of trying to maybe think we could bring him in, man. But after seeing, I mean, the guy had zero sacks in 2020, man. He started the more, majority of games for Tennessee, zero sacks. 2019, three. I don't want to go pay this guy big money to bring to bring him in because of his name. You know, it's a production league like I talked about, and I just don't want to reach on a guy like that. Do you want me to rattle off my just top five? Yeah, just hit him off rapid fire. Okay. And then I'm going to go right behind that with Juju Schmidt-Schuster, man. Another guy I don't want to pay big money to. feel like it's a guy that can – seen him disappear. I just I don't I don't think that's where we need to go. I think we got some young guys in the house that can play the same type of you know role for us. So you know, stay away from Juju and it's bad Juju for, for Las <laughs> Vegas. Leonard Floyd, man, that might imp- that might surprise some people. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like I could get eight or nine sacks lining up next to Aaron Donald. And it was funny when he was on the other end of even a guy like Khalil Mack, who we've spoke so highly of. I mean, he never had more. I think he had seven sacks his rookie season. And after that, he's had no more than four and a half, you know, the three years after that. So I just I think he had a, I think he had a nice year with LA, but I just, again, big money. I know he's going to call, he's going to demand big money and call for big money. And I just think we should stay away. Um, next guy I'm going to say is I know we need corner help 
Ronald Darby. I've been kind of high on him in the past a little bit too, the last few years. But again, another guy, I just don't, it's weird. He, he can't seem to stay on a team, man. And I don't, I don't know what that's all about because he does show flashes of, of being really good. Um, but he's obviously no shutdown corner and I just don't want to go reach. I think there's way better options and I have a whole list of them that we'll get into uh, maybe next week when we get a little closer to this free agency push. But uh, I just think there's some better, cheaper options out there. And one that I know Hart's not going to like, Sheldon Rankins, man. Ooh. I like I like him, man. I, I like his production too, but the guy's coming off an Achilles injury, and I just don't know how how that will respond. And it scares the hell out of me. And we've done some things like this in the past, giving guys contracts off of injuries, and just hasn't really worked out. So that scares me too. So those are those are my top five. If I got to rattle them out, throw them out there on the spot. I've got a bunch more that I probably could have moved some pieces around, but. On the on the spot right now, that's where I'm at. Run, can you just run down that list one more time? It's Juju. Okay, so I went no Clowney one, Juju two, Floyd three, Darby four, and Rankins five. Okay. That's and those are all guys that I like. Don't get me wrong, I like these guys, but not in the first wave of free agency where the big money's going to be. Huh. We'll cripple ourselves. We don't have the money to do this. You know what I mean? You have to hit. Interesting list. Interesting list. I'm with you on Clowney. You know, the the price, the price tag to the production, it just has not been there the last couple of years. He has gotten a lot of pressures, but we need somebody who gets pressures and gets the quarterback on the ground. They're ranking him so high, I feel like the money's going to be ridiculous. It's, his price wants, tag you know? has definitely come down over the years, but it's still going to be too much for a guy that – you know, can mess around and give you zero sacks in a year. The Raiders need a guy who can get the quarterback on the ground, on the grass, down. Three sacks in two years, man. Uh-huh. Pressures are great, but you got to get some And sacks. he has been better than just, if you just hear that in a vacuum, a guy that's gotten three sacks in two years. No, I know. But, but, the, but that's not the type of production. that We just can't gamble on that, and the odds are he's going to get you less. He's never had over 10 sacks, ever. So yeah. that... And- Big money, big money contract, man. Maybe three years, two, three years ago, yes. Right, and that would have been a disappointment. So if we had we done that. It would have, too. Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, that's a guy that I actually would have had on my list, too. We just don't don't have money to be spending on wide receivers right now, free agent receivers, and especially ones that don't really fit. I don't think his personality is going to fit with Gruden. With all the dancing and, and TikToking on on other teams' logos and everything else, the drops, and he's not a number one receiver, and so I boom, you I was you read my mind. He's, I don't think he's a true number. He's one. Not a number one, and that it just doesn't make any sense on any level. Sheldon Rankins and Leonard Floyd, I, I disagree a little bit on with those guys. Um, they wouldn't be. On the top of my list, Rankins would be the Achilles does worry me a little bit. We just went with, you know, through something very similar with Richie Incognito. And we just know as sports fans how lethal those, not literally, but how devastating those Achilles injuries can be for explosive top-tier athletes. Now, medicine has come a long way, and it's not as bad as it used to be 5, 10, 20 years ago. 20 years ago is a career ender. 
Now it's more like an ACL right. used to be, but it's still very bad, especially for a big guy that relies on a lot of torque, a lot of burst. Yeah, a lot of push, lower man, a lot legs, of weight lower being limb. pushed back at him too, catching double teams. It's scary, man. Leonard Floyd worries me some with the production, but he seems like a guy I watched the Rams a little bit last year defensively because I like what Brandon Staley was doing with his college defensive concepts. And I hear you with Aaron Donald. I really do. And we don't have any – it's not that we don't even have a guy close to Aaron Donald. We don't even have anything that resembles anything close to the same stratosphere as Aaron Donald. I mean, you're going from the best interior rusher ever to a team that doesn't have any good quality interior rushers at all, really. So if he's getting 10 sacks when Donald's taking on double or triple teams, chips, everything else, he's getting 10 sacks. What's he going to get with us? I think you could put him in the Leo spot, and I think he could shine with Bradley, though. And uh, he looked like a guy to me that was starting to figure it out a little more, but he's not on the top of my list either. Uh, He seems lanky and sometimes uncoordinated in coverage, and I just don't like that. That's why you put him at the Leo, and you just say, Penny, here's back and get after the quarterback. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying too. If you can just unleash him, but yeah, for the big money, I just there's some other options, younger options too yeah, I, I, that I like. I get you. And what was your last one, Ronald Darby? I don't have any argument there. I, I think that the Raiders do need an upgrade or two or three in the secondary, but we really have to we really have to watch every single nickel that we spend in free agency. And I think that there's a lot of areas that, and I have a guy similar on my list. Ooh. For the same exact reasons that you may disagree. Well, with. and I've heard I've I've heard a lot about there not being a lot of cornerbacks in this in free in this free agency. Man, I can I tell you right now I can rattle off well, 10 you just saw that, that I would like. You to just add. saw that AJ Bouye left the Raiders with they he had a little visit there and left without a contract. I did, I did hear that. I wasn't big on that. I think there's I man. I I would like to go a little younger. A lot younger. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, let's go talk to you know Michael Hilton out of Pittsburgh. Let's go talk to Michael Davis out of hey. you know the L.A. Chargers. Let's, there's some other guys out there, man. That that I think got a lot more juice. That's man. for another show, though. We're going to touch on that, right? Who we think they should go after, but um, I just want to hit you with my list real quick and see what you think. Just kind of the same thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll rattle off my five, and mine's the same way. These are guys that I don't want first wave. These are guys that the Raiders cannot afford to risk, in my opinion, the big money contracts on because of the way that they just don't have the cap space that they've had in the past. And we just we have the defense needs it. It's just, it's just we can't miss this time. The yeah. defense needs oh, it. Oh, it's it's absolutely first guy's Melvin Ingram. You know, this is a guy that I know Raspy likes. Hey, this guy I like too. I, I I'm not trying to to hate on him at all. A year ago, this guy might have been towards the top of the other list that we're going to break down in the next episode, we think they should go after, but I'm looking at a guy who, and you know, I've seen some social media posts from Ingram that looks, makes it look like he thinks he's already going to be in Vegas where he's already in Vegas with pictures captioned, you know, coming soon and stuff like that. I have seen that. And he erased some of those, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Bradley's giving the guy a phone call. I mean, he's been playing for him for years, you know, and he and he may not, he may already know that the Chargers aren't going to retain him, and you know he may already be a basically a free agent. I'd be surprised if the Chargers resign him. They just let Hunter Henry walk in free agency, so I don't think they're going to sign right. Mel, Melvin Ingram. But I think there's a reason why the Chargers are going to let him go. You know, 
31 years old isn't very old. It's not as old as it used to be, but he's definitely past the peak of his prime, I'd say. He's, you know, getting towards the back end of that prime. The injury history worries me. Zero sacks last year. You know, only 14 um, sacks since tw- to, since 2018, where you know, he just seems to be trending down. He had no double-digit sacks at all since 2017. So it's, I don't know, his pro football focus grade a year ago was 72.3, which is still solid, but it's 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 going, it, that's low for him. That's a four or five-year low for him. So that I would just advise the Raiders to be very careful about him on the first wave. If you get him for a value, I'm very much on board for that. But first wave, no, 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 not at all. Richard Sherman, for the same reasons that you said about Ronald Darby, the age, the wear and tear on those tires. Look, I have the utmost respect for Richard Sherman. I think he was the most important part of the Legion of Boom, one of the best defenses, one of the top three defenses I've ever seen in my life. And I feel like he was the most important piece of it. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. The minute that he's eligible, he'll be in. I just think he's he's way, way over, over the hill. And, you know, 33 years old is nothing to sneeze at for a corner with injury histories, with an injury history that he has. You know, his pro football focus grade, 67.7, was a four-year low. You know, he's only had four picks over the last two years. You know, his best football is behind him, in my opinion. Um, third, I'm going to go Nelson uh, Aguilar. You know, here's a guy that I'm hearing. I've heard both. I've heard both things. I've heard early on that he wanted to go, and I'm hearing more recently the chatter from Vic Tafer and from others. You hear that he's being spotted around the Raider facility a lot recently, and He's, you know, been spotted talking with Gruden and things like that. So you, that's not really the, the behavior of somebody that's going to be leaving in free agency only a week away. So I like the guy. I like the accountability that he tried to bring to the locker room. He had a, a really nice year, a much better year than I thought he, he was going to have. And it has nothing to do with any of those things. I just feel like we, we just don't have the money to spend on offense right now. He's going to cost a little bit. And I just feel like not only do we ha- not have the money to retain a receiver right now with all the other needs on the offensive line and especially on that defense, I just feel like not only that, he's going to slow down and retard the development of Ruggs and Brian Edwards. I mean, we, we drafted these guys, and I feel like if you re-sign Aguilar, you, you just, these guys are going to be, and Renfro too, they're going to be waiting in the wings and bump down the pecking order again. And I just don't know that that's really what's best for this team and for their development. And uh, who else do I got here? Alan, Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson is another guy for the same reasons. You know, I've seen a lot of Raider fans that want Alan Robinson. I, look, I think he is a number one, but we just don't have the money. He's going to cost over 10. He's probably going to cost 14, 15 million a year. They tagged oh, him. Oh, did they tag him? They tagged him. Oh, they tagged him. They tagged so him. he's off the list. So never mind there. Yep, they tagged him, man. I feel bad for him too because he doesn't want to be there at all, and he was like sifting through, you know what, and just trying to make the best of it. But from what I and from what I heard, I could be wrong, but from what I heard, they tagged well, him. Good call. I think it might have been, might have been yesterday. Good call. They tagged been real him. busy last couple of days, so I missed that. Hey, man, no, I get it, man. There's so much going on; it's crazy. So man. I'll switch that out. I have another guy ready to move right in there in Gakway. 
Yannick Ngakwe. If we can get him in the second wave, I'm all about it. But he's gonna in the first wave, he's gonna he's gonna cost a lot. And this is a guy that you just have to wonder why is he bouncing around from team to team? You know, the Ravens have already apparently have notified him and his agent that they're not going to be resigning him. He's going to hit the market. So the Vikings, well, let's just go all the way back. The Jaguars didn't retain him. They moved on. They traded him away. The Vikings, who desperately need pass rush and defense, didn't even last the season there, and they waived him. And the Ravens, who just they 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 look at defense and pass rushes the way that you know Major League Baseball teams look at pitching. You can never have enough. They, they're never satisfied with with the depth of pass rush that they have. It doesn't matter how deep it is. They always want more, yet they didn't want him, though. So you just it makes you wonder, you know, his name has been attached to the Raiders a number of times in the past, and I'm just a little bit iffy on that. I just don't know. If he's really that valuable as a pass rusher, he would stick with one of these organizations. You just pass rushers, capable pass rushers, you just don't let them go. And when they're in their 20s, you just don't let them go unless there's something else going on. And number five is going to be, this is my surprise for you, Raspy, and for a lot of you guys out there, Von Miller. Von Miller. you got to stay away, especially in the first wave, maybe even the second wave with Von. It, it, Von Miller is, you know, same age as, as Ingram, you know, not terribly old, but definitely coming down the, the other side of the mountain a little bit at 31. The injuries, it's very similar to Ingram. The injuries... Now, he was a better player than Ingram at his best, but you worry about the injuries. You know, obviously no sacks last year because he was out all of last year, but then you go back the year before, he only had eight sacks, you know, the year before that. And then the legal, the the, the whole uncertainty around his legal issues, we just don't know where that's going. You know, I guess in theory that could get resolved before free agency starts, but the, the clock is ticking on that. It, we're only about a week or so out from this thing now, so – Von Miller is the other one. So my five, Melvin Ingram, I'm with you. Richard Sherman, um, Nelson, Nelson Aguilar, Yannick, Yannick Ngakwe, and Von, Von Miller. The, those are the guys that the Raiders have to – they got to yeah. hit the pause button on those guys, man. Pump the brakes. And, and I – Touch on Melvin Ingram, man. That's it. Sucks. That's a tough one, man. That's I know you love the I, guy. I, I, I love him, too. And I just think he's just one of those. He reminds me of the predator over there. He's just one of those. Just and when he was on in seventeen, he was the predator, and, eight, and he was just just so nasty. So I mean, that, that's a sketchy one. But hey, man, when he was getting when he was doing his best work was with Bradley. We'll see. But I see your concerns and definitely understand them. You know what I mean? Richard Sherman, God, man, I gotta disagree a little bit. <laughs> really? I just think he's, I think he's better than anyone else we have on the roster. And from the sounds that he wants to be here for the second go around in free agency because he wanted to be here before uh, San Fran signed him, that maybe we could get him on a friendly deal. So I, but I also get it that we're talking about on big, big time deals. So right, I just feel like I'm with you. This is such a smart dude, man, and it was part of something so great. And I just feel like tutelage. Sometimes you got to go get a guy and give him a year or two on on helping you make maybe the culture change, you know, maybe a shift in how the attitude is on defense. And I feel like this guy, he commands respect and commands a room. I feel like he can help 
our DBs in a huge way, but I also understand paying them big money is scary as hell. Nelson, man, I love Nelson Aguilar, dude. And, but I, and, and to hear these things, because I had him on my list too as one of my like big time ones because I thought we should move. But that was when I was under the understanding that he didn't want to sign an extension earlier last year, in the middle of the season. And then towards the end, it seemed like he just didn't want to be here. Now, if he wants to change his mind and come, like I referred to earlier, you know, be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem, then hell yeah. But at what cost? That's scary. We can't go pay him the kind of money that he's going to want. So I don't, I don't know where that leaves us there. So I'm iffy on that one. So I totally understand on a no-go on on Nelson Aguilar, man, but it, it sucks because he did have so much production and I feel like it could be even better with the rapport he's built with Carr because it looks like, hey, we're going with Derek Carr and that's the way it is until we see otherwise. Taking a guy away from him with that number 15 jersey hasn't worked in the past, so who knows? Um, no, it hasn't. Alan Robinson, I was totally with you, and like I said, before that tag, I was I just wasn't feeling it. So, but with uh, the money, it's the money. Yeah, it's the money. It's the money and the need, and I totally agree. And then switching over to Yannick, man, same thing that I kind of said about Darby. The guy can't stay on a team, man, and let alone a, a team that needed him and needed his production, and he was even getting production, and they still don't want him. So that's. That's a red If Zimmer flag, don't if want to as a as a young there. pass rusher, something something's wrong. Well, yeah, and then even over and um uh Baltimore's defensive coordinator, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but if he doesn't want you either, then that's a problem. It is. So I I I can agree with that. It was one of those again two years ago, last year, maybe. Maybe I would have given him that money, but not now. And then Von Miller, man, I'm with you. It's the injuries scares the hell out of me, man. And the money he's gonna want, you know, that's. You're gonna have to put 20, eighteen to twenty sure. for him. I'm, I'm there guessing. are some studs out there that can play the Leo for us, man, and guys that could fit really, really good in this system that are younger, cheaper, and have tremendous upside, man. I'm not gonna drop a bunch of names, but Bud Dupree. Don't forget uh, the Dolphins just dumped Vanoy. There's, there's, and that's to name a couple. I know Hart's got a bunch on his list too. So I'm with you. I'm with you on that, man. These are the kind of guys we need to avoid. But this is the kind of stuff that we do in the past where we go and reach on a guy we shouldn't. So, Nation, you may disagree on some of these. You may agree. I mean, either way, I'm sure you guys have your own list, too, on guys that you would rather us avoid. But this is where Hart and I are at, man. And it's like we have to start finding value but be willing also to cut the check when it's necessary, you know. Right. But let's do it on these young up-and-comers, man. Let's get guys with attitudes that want to come here and kind of help turn this around and change the culture here, man. And if Nelson can be at the forefront of that and he's willing to humble himself and take a couple million dollars less, man, I wouldn't mind. But it's it's got to be it's got to be that all-in, you know, attitude where you're team first man and if you're not then, then we gotta roll so 
I like your list, brother. I like yours too, man. It was interesting, man. It's always good uh, wrapping football with you, Raspy, and talking greater football, free agency, the draft. is. We're going to be putting our draft takes on record uh-huh. here in the coming shortcoming weeks here so you know it's my favorite thing man to talk with with heart and nation and the fact that you guys have supported us in the way that you have and allowed us to continue to do this man it's huge and i'm telling you right now nation raspy and heart are here for the long haul man we've been riding it out but now we're finally putting it out on paper for you guys and i just hope that you guys can you know Continue to support us. Back us up. If you feel like we're wrong, tell us we're wrong, man. Let's banter a little bit. No disrespect at all, man. We're all on the same team when it comes down to it. So let's let's keep talking it. Let's keep putting it out there, man, and uh, and just trying to give you guys the best content we can, man, and the best takes and analytics. And Hardo will hit you with these analytics that will blow your mind, man, just stuff that you don't really think about, but it correlates to winning. So, there's just so much that needs to be done, and I just hope that we didn't dump Joyner, Williams, Brown to go and reach on anybody. Let's make this money count. Let's put it in the right areas, and let's try to get better, man. That's going to do it for this episode, guys. We just want to express our appreciation for each and every one of you subscribers and listeners out there in Raider Nation. Uh, we're going to keep you held down through free agency, which is coming up in a matter of days here. And we're going to get our legendary draft takes on record uh, again this year. We called rugs before it happened a year ago. And before we started doing this, we've called a number of, of Raider draft picks. And uh, But we got to put our money where our mouth is and get these things on record. So it's undeniable. And we're going to be delving deep into that as well. So for my partner, Mr. Raspy Raider, this is again your host, Raider Hart, sending you guys off with the immortal words of the late, great Al Davis. Whatever you're doing out there until we reconvene, just win, baby.